to show you something that is I, I recovered a priceless artifact okay when I went home with my parents alright it's, it's not the curved dragon dagger it's not the the horse headed uh, short sword in a hilt uh, mm-hmm. in a scabbard Th- those are you know regular random bullshit that I bought when I was a kid the priceless artifact is in fact I'm shaking in anticipation I really need to replace my mouse at some point. Double clicking problem is only getting worse. That's not ideal. Maybe I can copy paste. No, fine. I'll open the dialogue from within Discord. I will find the file manually, and then I will select it to be uploaded. I, I had a thought for a cold open where I'm just playing Final Fantasy XIV and y'all are trying desperately to get me to stop for the podcast. <laughs> oh no, what is this? Oh no! Oh lord god. Sam! I found my hat. <laughs> you did find your hat. And your face also was replaced by an anime boy by the name of Kisuke Urahara. Yes, I was like, hey, you know what? I do have this gr- this uh, green screen face mask. What if I just use it to replace my face with Urata while I was wearing his hat? <laughs> Dear listeners, I'll have you know, this entire time we've been doing this podcast, I still don't know what Sam looks like. I have no idea. <laughs> it's an important bit that I must commit to. I... <laughs> I, I believe you, but Jesus Christ, it is so funny to work with somebody for two plus years and not have any idea what the fuck they look like. And the, and the other piece of, like, bleach-related information before we fully get started. There are rumors that the Thousand Year Blood War uh, anime is going to be streamed by Disney+. Plus. That's what they're saying. Oh no. Oh no. Yeah, that's what all the news sources are reporting right now. Yeah. Oh. I am out of the loop. I I will simply uh, not watch it yet, and I will simply continue to read Chainsaw Man in its stead. Fair I enough. just can't wait for some kid to be like on a tablet browsing through Disney Plus and being like, Mom, Mom, can we put on the Thousand Year Blood War? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been waiting 10 years for this. No. 
<laughs> Kid is like 13 years old. Yeah, it's like, can I browse the anime section? Sure you can, Timmy. Here we go. Here's the parental password. All right, let's go. <laughs> it's Disney Plus. What? How, how bad could it be? God. Uh, so I want to give a huge shout out to Sam before uh, we start properly uh, for calling me multiple times to wake me up because I was up until... 6 a.m. playing Final Fantasy XIV, uh, because I got back into it, and my life has- my life is in shambles, because I am on medical leave from work. Uh, so, uh, this is my life now, I am working my way through Endwalker, I have nothing to report yet, because Quinn has not gotten anywhere near there. Um, yeah. so all my reports are d directly to Sam, but... I'm, I'm gonna have to get a little bit, mm, richer if I want to play Final Fantasy fourteen, just cause I don't have the money to pay a monthly subscription fee right now, baby. That's fair, that's fair. I also have to buy it for the, uh, computer, cause I'm not gonna go back to playing it on the PS4. You are so valid, honestly. Um... If you do manage to get a sub, I highly recommend when you get the game on PC, highly, highly recommend logging into your PS4 account and making sure you copy over your hotbar your hotbar data. Yeah, you could just Yeah, you could just skip the entire step. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Like I all of your because basically the way they do it is all of your hotkeys, all of your hotbars, all of your UI settings, all of that gets saved on the fuck. Oh, yeah, right. That sounded Incredible like lightning storm happening outside, so I might randomly cut out at oh any God. point of time. Um, High stakes on this recording, folks. Uh, <laughs> a race against the clock. A clock which we have burned out 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah! Let's. Between uh, waking up and talking about Final Fantasy fourteen, we I feel so bad for Quinn. We have not shut up about Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> I, I played a lot of Final Fantasy fourteen. Like it's all good to me. Um, <laughs> Thank God. It's just like I literally for folks who are like, hmm, where did Quinn play Final Fantasy fourteen too? I I assume there's at least one person in the audience who's curious. There shouldn't be, but there might be. Anyway, I played up to the end of Shadowbringers, and then I wanted to do the 5.1 patch, and they told me, hey, you have to go do all of these Crystal Tower missions from <laughs> the end, like, the post-A Realm Reborn patches. And they throw you into, like, the 24-man dungeons. I think they're 24-man dungeons. They are. And I was like... <laughs> you gotta be kidding me this sucks I hate 24 man dungeons I have to level down to level 50 and like I just marathon through so much of this stuff that I'm gonna lay down and take a nap and then my subscription lapsed <laughs> oh my god I I just Video games, you know? Video games. Yeah, mm -hmm. I just want... I just think, if you're going to be doing a depression spiral while staying at home and playing video games, Endwalker's 
particularly good one for, like, I think Ed Walker literally took me through COVID. Yeah, no, like, I, the the thing that really gets me, and I'm going to give another shout out to Sam, is that last week I was like, yeah, no, I just resubbed on a whim. I'm going to, like, see where I'm at, see if I can get back into it. And, like, this is, I was just talking to Sam and Quinn last week when we decided we weren't doing the recording next week, well, last week. Uh, and Sam goes, I will buy you Endwalker because everybody deserves to experience depression. I mean, the ending. (laughs) And I went, fucking deal. (laughs) Like, I'm not gonna say no to that. I'm not gonna say no to somebody being like, hey, this MMO that you haven't played for two years, I will buy you the latest expansion. Like, no, I'm, I'm taking that. I'm broke as shit. I'm taking that. I have watched, like, six or seven streamers just going through the entirety of the Endwalker expansion, so I am always down to just listen to someone else go going like, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then I cried because this happened. I'm like, hell yeah, that's the Endwalker experience. I literally, like, this is not going to be a spoiler for you, Quinn, because I'm not going to say exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. I guess uh, also, for the record, maybe this matters for people who might be listening, I don't care about spoilers at all. Oh. I well, you can slop them on me. I don't give a shit. Right. Well, I guess very incredibly minor spoilers for Endwalker. It's literally like not plot relevant at all. But I started crying last night because Tataru, who is like this Lalafell who like basically is just the secretary for the scions of the seventh dawn which is she like does the so much work with. though she does so much work for she you. does so much she just like made the scions like winter clothes because they were going to a very cold place and i started crying i i cannot explain why but i started crying and i was just like okay well i don't know why this is what got me but you know well- damn it's probably got something to do with the fact that that conversation, she plays it out, and, like, the voice actress does a phenomenal job, but she plays it out like, yeah, so every time you guys leave me, I'm never sure if you're going to be fucking horribly mangled, but, you know, I just kind of hope for the best, and this time, I figured I would actually do something helpful before you leave, so here you go. I hope these clothes let you, like, be more safe than otherwise. No. And she's just like, oh, Tataru. I think it also probably has something to do with the fact that it comes immediately after um, meeting this huge army that, well, not huge, like, actually quite small uh, army that is comprised of a bunch of people that you know personally, and um, you, depending on, like, the job quests you've done... um, like which jobs you've leveled up different npcs will have different dialogue depending on whether or not they actually know you um which is just really cool and it it was also really emotional and the fucking alamegan music is playing to be like yeah no this is revolution baby and i'm like yeah it is revolution in my heart where i'm currently trying my best not to cry (laughs) but it's just like it's a bunch of like there's a bunch of different the uh, class trainers. There's a bunch of uh, there's a bunch of like raid NPCs. There's a bunch of like uh, 
there's some like crafting trainers as well uh <laughs> who, who are just like showing because you know they're building like an actual coalition of people to go like do a thing so they're like we need some fighters we need some crafters we need some engineers we need some healers we need some <laughs> and then just this entire crew shows up and you're just like <gasps> i've obsessively been playing this game for five years i know each and every one of you <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really good I, I i love it quite a bit yeah i definitely have like a I feel like I'm not going to remember a lot of the people when they show up because part of my problems are I can never remember. Like, I, I remember, like, the shape of stuff often mm. in loose terms, but, um, like, my fiancé will remember everything that happens in a movie that they watched. And then, like, we'll watch it again and it's been a couple of years and they're like, and now this is about to happen. And I'll be like, it's just, like, fresh and new to me. <laughs> It's like I never watched this movie. Yeah, exactly. Even stuff I love. I'll watch a series that I've watched, like, three or four times, like, you know, I'll sit down to rewatch a Wreck of Seven, and I'll be like, huh, right, That's that happened, huh? Neat. I'm going to take a moment to watch, to look out the window, because I don't know if it's incre- incredibly regular and loud thunder, or if it's more like someone is carrying large bins of shit and rolling them around. <laughs> because we... So, a couple of months ago, uh, people from the city were like, Hey, by the way, you're going to have to start composting in this building. And if you don't, there's gonna there are fees of 200 to 1,000 people. Uh, dollars. Like, when you get caught not composting. So you have to... Re- you, have to you have trash, the recycling, and the composting as separate mm-hmm. things. And then when I asked the landlord, the landlord was like, we're not fucking doing that. <laughs> and then I was, they, were, they were wrong, and this building isn't covered in that. So I was like, it's, oh, okay, fine, whatever. And then this week, they showed up and they are like, hey, remember when we dropped by two months ago? Well, here's your composting bins, and here's your pamphlets. Mm. So uh, it starts on September 5th. <laughs> so I'm like, um, okay. So they might be rolling out new bins or something. Anyway, I'm just going to look out the window, see what's happening. <laughs> Alright. While you're doing that, though, I I think it is best that I, uh... I guess I should introduce the podcast, because that's a thing I normally do. Uh, because, despite what those of you may believe, this is not a Final Fantasy fourteen podcast. It's definitely not a kick-ass podcast. It's a Bleach podcast. Oh no, that is extremely a thunderstorm. <laughs> that is like someone pissed off Zeus. <laughs> the thunderstorm. Oh no. Uh, this is it'll wash out. Uh, and much like Sam's Town, uh, it, it is the Killers album. <laughs> what? The album by the band The Killers, Sam's Town. That's an album by the. What the fuck? Hell yeah! That's Sam's Town. The, I don't listen to the killers. The follow up to the commercially uh, and critically loved Hot Fuss. You are speaking nonsense to me. I don't know anything. You're about in the my kill- age cohort. How did you not hear the songs uh, off of Sam's Town? That see, okay. they were all over the place. I'm sure I've heard the songs. I just don't know what the fuck Sam's Town is. 
Like, I played Guitar oh Hero, God. and the song I latched onto was not, like, When You Were Young by The Killers. The songs I latched onto were, like, One by Metallica, or Through the Fire and Flames. And then sure. I played Rock Band, and Avenged Sevenfold happened, and it ruined my goddamn life. And the problem <laughs> is, uh, Hot Fuss is a much better album than Sam's Town. The, the Killers really peaked on their first outing. That's my opinion. Um... That being said, I guess Sam's Town I just see as being, like, such a present cultural force that I'm surprised to hear that someone hasn't heard about Sam's Town. You know, th- this is going to be a Especially someone thing. who I know <laughs> likes music. <laughs> yeah, like, I just don't listen to music in general, so I'm like, ah, I'm finally on the other end of this conversation. It's so funny because, like... The energy I'm getting from this conversation for some fucking reason is that scene from American Psycho where he's explaining Huey Lewis in the news. But instead of that, it's the killers, which is... Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I guess I, I truly, I'm shocked. Because I'm. you're constantly telling me like, oh yeah, this band. The, and I'm like, oh, I'd never heard of them before. And so I assumed that like, I could throw out a basic sort of sort of reference to music that was popular as we were both growing up and you'd be like oh yeah no i, I guess to, not i had to forge my own path quinn i i grew up with very conservative christian parents who listened to exclusively gospel and bluegrass uh so i took as far of a turn away from that as i could and got really into fucking metal and then I mm. never listened to popular music, like, willingly for a long time. It wasn't until, like, a year or two ago that I started being able to, like, listen to, quote, popular music and, like, not hate it, because I actually like it now. <laughs> but Okay. It, it really anyway. depends. <laughs> sure. We are truly... I thought I was just going to make a little joke. I thought I was just going to be like, boop! But now we've spent about five minutes talking about the killers. Yeah, no, we're truly on a roll this time. Um, this is It'll Wash Out of Bleach Rewatch Watch Podcast. I'm your co-host, Kit. And I'm Sam. I'm Quinn. Uh, we're gonna fucking talk about this episode before one of us dives into another wild tangent. Um, not to be confused uh-huh. with wild tangent. <laughs> the fucking, sure. like, game service by uh-huh. Dell or whatever. Yep. Yeah. So, I've but been playing is- Xenoblade Chronicles 3 lately. <laughs> Bleach 105 hours of that game, but we what? cannot do this. <laughs> Bleach 170, Desperate Struggle Under the Moonlit Night. Yeah, t- just like trying to record this podcast, baby. <laughs> Itchy goes like me, for real, for real. For real. Man, so, Chubra, huh? I love right. that song. It never, never stops hitting. I um, I'm gonna read out what I wrote. Apparently, I don't remember this at all. But I wrote, I'm writing this while a little high, while waiting on Final Fantasy 14 to download. But hey, some funky shit is going down in Karakura Town. <laughs> remember the weird princess and her friends? The show's recap wants you to. They're transfer students now. God, I. This was truly a prophetic message. 
But Kenryu, one of the princess's men, introduces himself and Enryu, who is the one who does not speak. And then they kneel so Rurichiro can introduce herself. The class has a lot of questions that Kenryu shoots down swiftly. Uh, we get a Chizuru lesbian joke. I don't like that one. That one's really bad. Most of the Chizuru jokes are not good. Yeah, and I don't know. There's something about it to me that, like, they explicitly call out, at least in the English dub, they're like, uh, she's young. Yeah, no, even the sub, they're like, it's like, insert her predatory lesbian joke shtick, and then Tatsuki's like, she is a fucking child. What is wrong with you? Like, but yeah, so it's just... I, I'm i kind of the opinion that most of the Chizuru jokes b- deserve the and there was a con joke move on treatment. Yeah, that's basically it. I, I literally just wrote down Chizuru lesbian joke. That's all I wrote. Um, Keigo asks why Kenryu is answering all the questions, and Kenryu answers that Rurichio is a noble, and replying to commoners is beneath her. Um... Keigo responds to this by trying to get friendly with Rudichio, but his life is threatened as she casually talks to Ichigo. Um, Kenryu warns an unenthused Ichigo that he needs to be polite to Rudichio, uh, and he's just like, I don't know. And Keigo just questions the way in which Ru- Rudichio speaks, comparing it to the feudal age. Uh, which, I don't know, nice detail, I guess. Um... I like that everyone around, like, everyone other than Keiko was like, yeah, but who cares, my guy? Like, if she wants to talk like that, she can talk like that. It's fine. I think it's kind of cute. My favorite thing about this whole part is that, like, Rurichio's just, like, bossing Ichigo around, and he's like, I don't have to take this from you. And then the entire class is like, come on, Ichigo, just do what she says. Be nice. She asked you to get her a drink. Go get her a drink. What? What the fuck, man? <laughs> like, it's so funny that the entire class is just like here for it. It is pretty funny, yeah. I love the implication here that like, just every single one of Ichigo's friends will hop on any attempt to bully him possible. Like, it does. It doesn't matter if they're actually friendly with a uh, Rudichi or not. It's like. Oh, a teacher would have been like, hey, Ichigo, could you help me out? <laughs> and they would have been like, come on, Ichigo, just fucking do it already, you nerd. Right. It's so fucking funny. It's so fucking funny. Uh, at this point, though, Kenry warns Ichigo to accept the order gratefully. And the rest of the class really is just like, yeah, Ichigo, just buy her a fucking juice. Um, Ichigo complains about it, but gets up, and then we cut to after class. Ichigo's confused by what the royal trio is doing, uh, but Rurichio asks if he's heading home, as they are too. She invites him, but Kenryu isn't having it. He insists they need to take their carefully investigated and planned secret route. Uh, Kenryu then bribes Rurichio with the offer of sweets, and she changes her tune and accepts his offer. Um... Ichigo knows they're up to something, and then we cut to Kenryu giving Rudichio some of his cooking, and telling her that she can go to school again tomorrow, which really excites her. Uh, Specifically, she's excited to see Ichigo again. Um, Kenryu's like, uh, 
But Ichigo's beneath you, and getting too close to him will have some major consequences. Uh, she questions this, and then Kenryu's like, yeah, no, I don't have an actual answer as to why this would be a bad thing, but, um, I, I'm gonna blush as the worst track in the entire fucking soundtrack thus far <laughs> muddles out all of the dialogue. Hmm. Like, I don't know if the, the soundtrack was as painfully loud for y'all as it was for me, um, but it did blot out any and all dialogue in this scene. Uh, not for me, but that might have to do with the fact that I watched this the second I woke up this morning. I woke up and then I just watched the episode, so I was kind of groggy through it. Fair. Fair enough. I basically, I admit to doing basically the same thing. Uh, so, yeah, maybe, and since I was on the sub, maybe, uh, I wasn't really paying attention to the, the sounds of their voices anyway. I so, guess you know. that's also fair. I, it, see, the funny thing is, I watched these episodes last week, um, I, I had my notes prepared, um, and I, the joy upon me yesterday when I realized I could just play Final Fantasy fourteen all day and not take notes... Incredible. But, <laughs> alas, uh, we cut back to Ichigo's house, where Rukia explains to Kone about the transfer students. She asks Ichigo if he thinks they're here for him, uh, and then confirms that they didn't use Sinkaimon, and their gigai are definitely from Urahara, but that his shop refuses to answer anything about them. Kone suggests that Ichigo sneak into their place, but Ichigo says that would be a pain, and that since Urahara is leaving them be, they probably aren't actually doing anything wrong, so they should just leave them alone. Uh, which Rukia accepts. And I do like that this gets logic out and makes sense. Genuinely. I really love that Ichigo is just like, listen, we're going to get wrapped up in the plot, like, eventually. Just, it's fine to fucking leave them be, like, Let's let's relax and enjoy our time not in a life or death situation until it happens. It's very, very nice to see that for once. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a lot of kind of really on-the-nose stuff in these two episodes where they're pretty much looking at the screen and being like, this is how we're doing it. Yeah, it not not to bring the conversation back to Final Fantasy fourteen, but there was straight up a quest where one of the characters was like, Hey, I have this impossible problem I don't know how to fix. I, it was like straight up in like one of the binding coils quests in fourteen, but uh one of the characters is like, I don't know how to solve this problem. This seems impossible to solve and Ariante just goes, Just bring the warrior of light, it'll work out <laughs> I'm like, Okay, they sure to just say, hey, bring the main character and it'll just fall into place. There's an entire subset of side quests that are predicated upon the the idea that your character is just going to accept any <laughs> any quest whatsoever, regardless of how like random or banal. And then there's another there's like a sub sub section of those quests where they say so and your character's like, Okay, well you're getting on my fucking nerves, but I guess I'll do the quest anyway. <laughs> It's really good. Uh, Ridichio sleeps as Kenryu, Ichigo, and Rukia all notice some fucking whack spiritual pressure. Kon gets kicked out a window, and the two Soul Reapers jump out to confront Kenryu on a rooftop. 
Uh, Ichigo and Rukia tell him to explain himself as a red orb flashes in the sky, crashing down into a nearby building. The trio goes to investigate as Ichigo demands to know what's up with this guy. Uh, then Kenryu sees Enryu taking off with Rodichio and suddenly just tells Ichigo, like, all right, bud, the rest is up to you. <laughs> and then he just fucking teleports away and follows the other two. My work here <laughs> is done. <laughs> good luck. Bye. It was pretty good. I appreciated this. Um, but a man in stealth gear stands before Ichigo and Rukia as the two surround him. Uh, Ichigo tries to question him while they cross blades, but then the masked man, as they have their blades crossed, adjusts his sword so that the mirror-like guard on it shines light directly into Ichigo's eyes. Um, he -hmm. goes for an attack which Ichigo barely dodges, and Ichigo claims he lost consciousness for a second. Yeah, Uh, that was very funny to me. It was funny? Yeah, I mean, I lost consciousness for a second. It was just kind of a very interesting... <laughs> I know, maybe he's a, he's the son of a doctor. Maybe he's like, wait, why, why black me out? Why having seizures? Mm-hmm. I do like this Zanpakuto power, even if it's very easy to uh, work around. But I do like that they're like... Literally swords crossed, and it is the adjustment of the blade that causes problems. Like that is so good. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, like it's the perfect kind. Like it's the kind of Zumbacto power that I really love, which is it's just a little like it's a little bullshit ability that doesn't do a ton, but when they use it, when an assassin uses it properly, it's like oh, this is a big. It's a big deal. It's mm-hmm. it's a tiny little bullshit ability, but it is kind of a big deal too. It is also kind of funny that this is an assassin's power, because Ichigo, like, calls him the fuck out on it during the fight, <laughs> when he's like, see, the problem with your power is you just have to direct every or engage with everyone entirely directly. Yeah! <laughs> uh, you have to fight head on. What kind of assassin does that? It's pretty funny, honestly. I'm, I'm into it. Uh... The man does the same to Rukia, and she does note it as his Zanpakuto's power. Uh, the thing is, we are fucking eating well, because the two actually get to work together to fight the assassin. Rukia does stuff this episode. Yeah, she she fights, and then, like, there's times when she trades off with Ichigo, or, like, vice versa. It's like, damn, it's actually seeing them be a unit and fight together. This is great. Even the, even the movies where they both show up, they don't even fucking do this. They're, they're, like, split off on the same battlefield, like, 2,000 miles apart fighting things. Rare W. Good job, filler arc. <laughs> yeah, no, it was really nice to see. And, like, uh, the thing is, Ichigo does end up being the one to get the win, but it's still nice to see them working together, and it's not like he gets the win in a way where it's like, oh, I'm saving Rukia because she's incapable of fighting this fight. It's literally, like... It was just his turn, and he managed to work it out and get the right deal going so that he could win the fight. Like, sure. it's good shit. Um, but Rukia warns him not to look into the light as the two are working together. Uh, but suddenly, with a flash, the man Zanpakuto flies into the air. Ichigo drops a one-liner and reveals that he reflected the light back around at him using Zangetsu's wide blade. He's like, you 
You made a mistake challenging me. You see, my blade is huge, and I can use it like a mirror. I do love the idea that's like, damn, I would have had him too if this guy didn't just have a giant butcher knife. Yeah, (laughs) if he didn't have a giant shiny sword, this would have been so good for me. (laughs) This guy could have killed Ichigo. God. Bad type matchups. God. Uh, he orders the man to answer his questions, but the ninja tries to get away. <laughs> um, and as Ichigo tries to catch him with a Getsuka Tensho, an explosion happens first. Um, and I'm gonna put content warnings on this episode. Uh, but Rukia asks if the man killed himself. Um, and comments that Rudichio's group are involved in something dire. Uh, the trio arrives... Uh, Kenryu begins to praise Ichigo, but our boy smacks him for just leaving them to fight. Um, and then Rukia tells them that they have to explain their troubles this time. Uh, but she's hurt. Uh, Ichigo says he'll call for the rest of the group, and Orihime especially. Because Orihime is here in this arc. She has not left. Um. Again, super funny. Like, yeah! It is what it is. It's really good that they're just like, mm, no, this is a different time, different era. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about how it fits into the timeline. Just don't, don't fucking worry about it. Honestly, I, I do truly respect the directors who signed off on like, what if we just made an arc and we were like, listen, we know this doesn't like exist and like doesn't make any goddamn sense. Just fucking, they're in Karakura Town deal with it. We're telling another story while we're waiting for the manga to go off. Mm -hmm. Enjoy. Yeah, no, and like, for what it's worth, I enjoyed both this episode and your episode, Sam. So, like, I think they're doing a pretty alright job so far. Yeah, we're getting dubs. I, yeah, my my take on this is that it's (laughs) like... Oh, bless you. Uh, My take on this so far has been that... I like a lot of the fish out of water stuff, and they're giving us cool guys in the fights. So I'll take it. I'm having a good yeah, time. No, so far, good time. Uh, so in safety, Rukia notes that Rudichio is from the Kasumioji clan, calling them high-ranking aristocrats next to the four <laughs> great noble families. Yeah, um, this this is one of those scenes where they're just sort of like pointing at shit. Yeah, and they're like they're kind of pointing at their own weird inconsistencies in a way that I find very strange. But I did find it really funny. Yeah, because at this point, Ichigo's like, "Okay, why didn't you recognize this name in the first place?" Also, sorry, my cat is being an asshole. One second, it happens. Yeah, Cats Ichigo's love like that stuff. You, you just recognize this like instantly. Why didn't you recognize it this morning? Oh, she's she's Kuchiki of the Kuchiki clan? It's like, <laughs> wait, we told you that this why didn't you recognize <laughs> Yuri is just like No, just just let it go. Don't worry about it. We hadn't thought of it yet. Shut up. <laughs> I like the idea that like they wrote the ending of last episode where she introduces herself like that, and then they realize in this episode that they had to also have a sit down and explain things and then mm-hmm. have her here like react. Right. And they were like, wait. <laughs> Yep. We fucked up. Oh, I guess Rukia would probably know who these people are. Uh... 
Okay, I'm back. Sorry about that. My cat... Our cat, Leo, likes to attack our eldest cat, Stacy, who is, like, 16 and doesn't oh, no. have front claws to fight back. She's so old! Yeah, Such no. an old cat. Yeah, no, like, he's not gonna, like, kill her or anything, but it is very clear that she does not take it as playing. Right. And... I'm old, don't play with me. I don't have energy yeah. for that. <laughs> Yeah, so I just had to get him off her and put him in the bedroom because I don't want to deal with that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, So, but this this whole exchange was very funny to me because it very much felt sort of like the staff being like, it's a filler arc, what do you want from me? <laughs> God, it, it's really good though. I really thought this was funny how they're... Ichigo's just like, why didn't she recognize each other's names? This seems really easy and important. What's funnier to me is that they don't resolve it. They're just like, uh. My favorite part of this is that Uryu leans over and basically just tells Ichigo to just let the plot happen. <laughs> right, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's like, shush, 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 shush. It's like, listen, if you, if, you, if you ask questions all the time, we're not going to fucking get anywhere, so just... Just let it go. Just let the plot happen, Ichigo. Uh, Rukia tells Kenryu and Enryu, who have suddenly just, like, started being very formal, just like, no, drop it. Like, you can just be casual with me. It's fine. Um, Kenryu, at this point, explains that Rurichio is the heir to the Kasumiyoji clan, but her parents are both dead and have been since she was a child. He and Enryu have been her stewards since her early childhood, and they figured it best for her to grow up before becoming the head of the family. As it turns out, though, there's a problem. Yeah, there is a problem. I do want to take a second here and say something, though, real quick, which is that something that happens here that is kind of funny to me is one of the things about Bleach, right? Where the Soul Society is the afterlife, but it's also just like a place where people live and die and marry and have kids. And so yeah. they're like, yeah, her mom died shortly after childbirth, and then her dad got sick. And I'm like, this is so funny for the afterlife. This is always happening in the afterlife. Are people getting sick and they're having babies? It's weird. And it's sort of just inherent to the structure of Bleach. But again, I'm coming back to Bleach. I haven't been keeping up with it on a week-to-week basis like y'all have. And so <laughs> there's always these little things that I'm like, oh, yeah. That's so weird. Because they also don't talk about it that much. They do talk about the flow back and forth between them. And I mm-hmm. guess that's enough. They're like, yeah, yeah souls flow both ways. It's also like a situation where souls don't age until the show wants them to. Yes. And it's like, okay, this is really weird, but I'll just go with it, I guess, because anime. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, it's yeah. like we br- something we brought up, I think, almost 100 episodes ago is like, what happens when someone dies and then they wake up in the shitty in the shitty slums of feudal Japan and they're like, "Where's the running water?" Right. God. Yep. Yeah. It Soul Society fucked up. Just it's a very about- funny setting because there's some stuff that had a degree of thought put into it. Like, there's clearly stuff that Kubo thought, "Oh, this is cool." This, this is fun, like, let me kind of go there. And then other stuff, he clearly just didn't think or care about. Just found out about Soul Society. Damn, that shit sucks, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God. 
so there is a man called Gyokaku Kumoi, who is the provisional administrator of the clan, uh, and vassals under his service have recently been disappearing. And it is at this point when they start explaining this that I'm like, okay, now I'm going to actually have to start pausing this episode every, like, five seconds to read this line and make sure I understand what the fuck is going on. I'm too high for this. I want to be playing even- Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even that high at this point. I don't think. Probably. Um, so, he gets rid of those who disagree with him. And there are signs he intends a coup. Uh, he wants to take over the Kasumiyoji clan. Another thing is that strange occurrences have been happening around Ryuichio, too. And it seems that Kamoi has decided she needs to be dealt with. So he's hiring assassins. Uh, this is like ten sentences of them explaining that there's an assassination mission on Ryuichio, yeah. basically. Right. But they need to explain the guy, because he's in the OP... I do appreciate, like, the explanation being, like, a literal coup. Like, yep. that, that is, in some ways, like, an interesting thing for Bleach to have, is sure. our actual fucking coup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think it's very funny, two things, right? Mm-hmm. First of all, they say, oh, all these people who work under him have been disappearing if they disagree with him too much. And then they don't make it ambiguous at all. They're just like, and here they are being killed by guys in the same assassin's clothes that you saw earlier. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, man, the people have been, like, mysteriously disappearing while on screen we see the fucking assassin slitting the guy's throat. So I thought that was very funny, that they were just like, oh, no, we're not gonna, we're just gonna state this outright. We're not uh, pussyfooting around this. And then, number two, I don't know if, like, the guy's design stood out to y'all but it was definitely like okay there's an old man and he's got monkey vibes he's like got we're gonna monkey. make an he looks old like a monkey, monkey man yeah i'm 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 looking up yokaku kumoi because i i kind of forgot what he looks like hold on he looks like an they old gave- monkey man <laughs> yeah they gave him like an elongated upper lip that you usually yep. reserve to people who are monkeys yep Oh, yep, yeah, no, that's a monkey man, all right. He looks like a One Piece character. Almost, yeah. Like, he looks like Kubo tried to draw a One Piece character. It's very interesting. But, like, you get God. his vibe immediately. You know? For sure. Okay, here's the evil vizier, and he's on monkey mode. He is on monkey mode, is the thing. And I, I like it. I'm and like, here for not it. in an uncomfortable way, right? Like, it doesn't read yeah. as being, like, strangely racialized or anything. It's just like, nah, a guy looks like a monkey. A evil monkey. Yeah. I'm, I'm here for it. He feels like a Sekiro boss. Yeah, he kind of does, right? Like, he feels like some someone who would, like, see me waltz up and then say some vague shit about the dragon's blood. Mm-hmm. And then, like... <laughs> you know, pull out his sword and just, like, fucking combo me to death. He does seem like someone you would have to kill twice. Yes. <laughs> yes. I hope I hope he's not disappointing. Um, so, he's hiring assassins, uh, and 
because of that, the royal trio fled to the living world in the night, attempting to protect Rurikiyo. Um, Rukia notes this as the reason the Soul Pager couldn't find record of them, since they were using a private Sinkaimon, which is a thing that I don't think we knew existed until this exact moment. I think that's kind of uh, fucked, right? Isn't that fucking yeah. wild? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of... That feels like it should be a big deal. It's also really weird that, like, they have it in their backyard. Yeah. But, you know, they're rich. It's fine. It's totally fine and chill that they have one. Uh, um, I, I think my favorite part of this entire explanation, though, is that they're like, oh, yeah, the, the reason we came to the living world instead of, uh, like, asking the 13 court guards is because Yamamoto's a fucking prick mm-hmm. and uh, he would, like, dissolve our family instead. Yep, it's like, he, pretty he funny. Wouldn't actu- he wouldn't actually be helpful to our cause. Nah, he'd just destroy <laughs> it immediately. So, God. he'd be like, oh, this is causing, like, public upheaval or whatever. Fine, fuck you, we'll kill everyone. So they're just like, nope, can't go talk to can't go talk to the principal. He would put us all in detention. Yeah, I'm, I'm also... I'm gonna go deal with Leo one more time, and then I will be right back. Cool. And this will be the end of it. Then I'm just gonna say some shit right here. My brain is suddenly really hung up on the idea that Mayuri is really against funding for public Senkaimon, and so he's trying to sort of undercut that, <laughs> undercut new initiatives, and so he's he's trying to fund only his own sort of private Senkaimon, which Soul Reapers have to go through one at a time, only in one direction. Um, okay. And but the it's not for Monopoly right on the system. No, it's, it's not for Monopoly it's... on the system. <laughs> It's for when people go through it, their data gets recorded into soul pagers, and he gets to sell that. Yeah. What the fuck did I walk back into? What if Mayuri was Elon Musk? Oh. (laughs) Re, the private Senkaimon sort of situation. God, okay. Yeah, that's a take. You thought he could be a worse fucked up little man, and yet. Oh, he could be so much worse. He keeps talking about how much he hates public transportation, is the thing. (laughs) He says, I can't take up my weird fucked up baby bankai on a bus. In the normal Senkaimon, people will run away if I take out my big weird fucked up baby bankai, but but on my Hyperloop, nobody gives a shit. Who needs a train? My fucked up baby is is a train. Yeah, (laughs) nobody needs a train. My baby's got so many legs. This is this is a lot to come back to. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, no, they were using a private Sinkaimon. Uh, I'm also making... Yeah, Audacity's still recording. Thank god. Um, Kenryu kneels at this point and starts praising Ichigo again, and then explains that the assassins after Rurichio are from a special squad formed by Kumoi, uh, and basically begs Ichigo to become Rurichio's bodyguard. Uh, Ichigo tries to stop him, but Kenryu further explains that if word gets out about inner turmoil within the clan, it could end up disbanding. Uh, since Ichigo's a, a substitute Soul Reaper, however, this means that the clan can avoid appealing to the Gote 13. Which, I actually really like this detail. That is, that is actually kind of interesting. <laughs> They must have had, like, just someone being like, alright, your job is to go through the script, and then 
this script only covers like half the episodes we need, but your job is just to go gonna go through, find all the plot holes that all the anime nerds are gonna be mad about because this isn't written by Kubo, so we can't just say, Oh, we're adapting the 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 manga. And then every time there's a problem, we're just gonna add a five minute scene that explains it away. <laughs> yep. You're not wrong. I do think that is exactly what happened. Maybe they got really into CinemaSins. <laughs> Maybe. Um, Ichigo at this point is still hesitant, but Kenryu truly is just pleading for him to accept. Uh, Chad suggests, because Chad's here, uh, Chad suggests that they capture the assassin and present him to Kamoe as proof of his treachery. But Kenryu says that that won't work. When they fail their missions, the ninjas commit suicide. Uh, they use ominous methods and techniques, supposedly. Rukia tells Ichigo that they are going to help Kenryu, which shocks Kenryu and Ichigo. Uh, Rukia explains that, as a Kuchiki, she has experienced the trials of this kind of family before, and hmm. as such, she can't ignore them. Rukia really said, yeah, no, I'm rich too, I get where you're coming from, mm -hmm. don't worry about it, we'll help you out. At first, I was like, yeah, she did, and then I thought about it, and I was like, actually, I mean... She's been, like, stressed out about her family throughout her school life, and then she officially joined them at when she graduated, and then, like, six months later, she got into the Gote 13, and then she just lived as a Gote 13 person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would yeah. actually be kind of appropriate for Kuchiki to not recognize the other family. Right. Yeah. It, it would make sense, but alas... Um, Ichigo at this point reluctantly agrees. Uh, Kenryu mentions one last thing, uh, now that Ichigo has agreed, which is that Rudichio does not know she's a target, and they want to keep it that way, <laughs> as knowing would only hurt her. And my favorite thing about this is that Ichigo responds by saying his signature Crunchyroll catchphrase, Cripes. <laughs> Cripes! <laughs> That's his, like, fucking catchphrase in the Crunchyroll subs. It's so fucking funny. That's so funny. I didn't notice what he said in English. Nothing in particular stood out, aside from just being like, that's stupid. What are you talking about? <laughs> Thanks, Johnny Young Bosch, for keeping it real. <laughs> um, So he says cripes, and then we cut to Soul Society, where in a dark building... Kumoe is informed by one of his assassins that one of his men was taken out by a skilled substitute soul reaper. The man tells Kumoe that they need to speed things up before the problem gets worse, and Kumoe questions why a substitute would want to help Rodichio in the first place. Kumoe agrees to leave it to this guy, though, and then the man walks out. Uh, he then says, taking over a clan is turning out to be a real pain, and then the episode ends on that. Just zero qual, just being like, no, listen, in case you missed the rest of this episode, this guy is a villain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, overall, I enjoyed this episode quite a bit, actually. I, I felt like it had a lot going on, uh, and, like, actually was pretty reasonably paced to the point where I was not, I was not falling asleep, nor was I overwhelmed by the amount of information being presented to me. The perfect middle point. Exactly. It, it was a really good episode. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. 
what was the post credits bit this time, Sam? So the Shinigami Men's Association gathers in the men's lavatory. <laughs> just that sentence alone. Uh, Tetsuzaimon asks the vice president, all right, present the agenda, and then punches him out when he insinuates that Tetsuzaimon might have forgotten it. Also, stop talking with a Hiroshima accent. You're bad at it. <laughs> I just I just love that he's like, you're, you're bad at it. Just stop. No, don't. Uh, the agenda is soul pagers. Hisaki wants the... Uh, he wants the manly soul pager with the twist on headband on the goddamn phone. <laughs> He's also bad at the accent. Shut up. Omida wants a phone that's just covered in gold and bling manufactured by his family. Don't try to get us to, like, contract your family for it. Shut up. And it ends there to be continued. Oh, I love I these did. fucking jokes. <laughs> They are incredibly good. I really, really appreciated uh, them continuing this bit. Honestly, putting Tetsuzaimon in a situation where he has to yell at each other incredulously constantly is a stroke of genius. Very, very, very good. I'm, sh- I'm glad we have this bit. <laughs> he should be in the show more, to be honest. True. <laughs> True. Oh, God. But alas, unless we have anything more to add, let's cut to break. So let's get right back into it with episode 171, Kenryu, the Profusion of Blooming Crimson Flowers. Oh my. Yeah, it's a title. (laughs) It's a lot. Don't mind if I do. The next day, Ichigo's walking around town with Ichirio and crew, and he's he's just getting a a bunch of attitude from the attendants whenever they... uh, Whenever they think he's being rude, um, which I guess is just gonna continue forever until the end of the arc, probably. Uh, but this gets interrupted when they come across Japan's premier technological marvel, the vending machine. <laughs> uh, you know, there's the vending machine and other stuff, but most of the segment is just Ichigo is or is annoyed by being ordered to do something. Uh, he get and he gives lip because he doesn't mind being asked about something, but he. Being ordered to his route. Uh, and then Kenryu and Enryu get on his case, and then Ruruichio says, nah, it's fine, it's great. Uh, you know, it's a simple joke, but the execution is pretty fun, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. yeah. At this point, Rukia says, alright, time to time to show you, like, the real fun. And she brings everyone to an arcade, and just like, it's time to show this child video games. Video uh- games with guns. <laughs> I really like this scene. I really like the um, the arcade. I don't remember what it was because I m- was going to bring it up last week and I'm sure my memory was clearer then. Because, uh, you know, just slight memory issues, but it's fine. Uh, but I wanted to call attention to a poster that was in the background. Uh, I can't remember what it said or what was really funny about the poster in the background, but just know there's a poster in the background that says something kind of stupid, and I thought it was hilarious. Cool. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I didn't catch it. I will have to take your word for it. It's not in any of the screenshots I took. I, I, I'm looking up Bleach 171. Keep talking. I'll find it and interrupt very rudely. <laughs> uh, there, there is like a really nice bit where like Kenryu and Enryu are just kind of hiding in the corner and they're crying because. Ruichio is having so much fun with like hanging out with Rukia and playing the video games. 
uh, we're just like, oh, that's that's adorable. I'm I'm glad that they're they're so happy for her. They're happy that she gets to be happy. Um, she probably only gets to be like stressed out and has to be like the perfect little class doll whenever she's at her home. Uh, Ichigo approaches them, and he, you know, Rukia is playing with a uh, Rubichio on like a a dance dance machine, and he's like, hey, uh, guys. Do you guys have a plan for like when the next? Is- There's going to be another assassin. We we know this. Do you, do you have like a plan? Yes. I'm really glad that Rukia and uh, Rudichio also play Taiko and Tatsujin together, which is very good. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and the two of them are like, ah, oh, yeah, no, uh, don't worry about it. You know, we got this. Just just protect her for whatever happens. It's fine. We oh, cut- I found I found the poster. I found the poster, and I'm rudely interrupting like I said I would. There is a poster in the background that just, it's black on, it's, it's like blue text on a black background, and it just says Star Sip. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> I, I is it know. a drink? No, I, I think it's supposed to be like a movie advertisement, because this is like at a mall, but it just says Star Sip. What if it's like a Starbucks thing? Mm, could Maybe. Be. Hmm. Maybe Starbucks financed a movie. There we go. <laughs> Best of both worlds. God. Anyway, that night, Rurichio meets, like, she, uh, Ichigo and Rukia are, br- are bringing her home because the other two went ahead to make sure that there weren't any booby traps in the house. And on the way, they meet Yuzu, who is like, oh, is that the neighbor? Invite her, invite her in for dinner. Come on. God. <laughs> Made curry. Made curry for everybody. Uh, Ruricio, like, loves the curry. She t- she starts talking and, like, she's dropping a bunch of mentions about at- aristocratic life and whatever. And she's, like, talking to Kuch- to Rukia and it's just like, oh, don't don't worry about it, Yuzu. She's she's a weird one. <laughs> just pretend you don't hear anything. But then is like, carrots. I don't fucking like carrots. And Ichigo's just immediately, listen, farmers worked really hard for that. Mm-hmm. Don't, like, fucking eat your carrots. Don't complain about turn- carrots. And as soon as Yusu's like, oh, I can take out the carrots, she's like, don't fucking spoil her. Eat your okay. goddamn carrots. I'm gonna be, like, 100% real here, uh, which is that uh, I personally have, like, food trauma in that, like, I have a really hard time eating new foods because as a young person, uh, my parents would often, like, blatantly force me to eat foods that made me feel sick Mm -hmm. um, because, like, the texture being, like, neurodivergent, the texture drove me fucking bonkers Mm -hmm. uh, and made me feel gross. Um, But they would make me do this. That being said, if my parents had sat down and explained that people worked hard to make the food that I was eating... I probably would have had an easier time trying to eat it rather than them just being like, eat it because we told you to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I, I really like Ichigo's approach to it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is more like, hey, a bunch of people worked hard for this. At exactly. least give it a, At least give it a chance. You haven't even eaten it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's as opposed to like, hey, I tried it and I do think it's disgusting. <laughs> uh, but at this point, Kenryu and Enryu, like, jump out of the ceiling and I'm, I'm back here wondering, like, is it that A... When they said they were coming to check for booby traps, they were actually installing a bunch of, like, crawlspace tunnels. Or B, these tunnels are left over from the Bount Arc when Hitsugaya's team put them there. (laughs) And they're repurposing them. 
The secret third answer is that this is a Sheen's secret network, so he can attack Ichigo, like, from stealth. You know what? That's equally as likely. Fuck. <laughs> a mystery for the ages. Uh, I want a, a Metal Gear Solid game, but you're playing as a Sheen, trying to, like, <laughs> stealth attack tr- Ichigo. <laughs> trying to hug your daughters and also dropkick your son. Uh, so, you know, they jump out, they're rude to Ichigo, Ichigo, like, uh, well, they let slip that that they asked a favor from him, or Ichigo does, and Rurichio, like, stops, and she's like, you don't fucking tell me anything. I didn't even know that farmers were a thing. <laughs> and <laughs> then she's like, oh, they, you guys don't tell me anything ever, I fucking hate you, I'm out. And then she runs out, followed by Ichigo's sisters. Mm-hmm. And the true retainers are just so wounded yeah. that they're just crying in the corner uh, tearfully they're not happy at all uh, the sisters come back and they're like uh, "Like she ran she ran out ran out like she's out we have no idea where she is so you know they organize the search they run out they find her guy in the house which is like oh she turned into a soul and went out yeah. fuck <laughs> that's a problem uh, we I like the the implication here where they're like between the last episode and this episode, they're like, hey, yeah, these two attendants are, like, literally her dads. <laughs> they, like, yeah. they ra- they raised her, and but also they've been spoiling her run, and that's not good for her. I appreciate, and I don't know if the arc's gonna keep on this path, but I do appreciate the willingness to actually expand on, like, Rodicio as a character beyond just being spoiled princess. And it is, like nice that it does feel like the show actually has something to say about that being the fact that yeah no she doesn't know the way the world works because she has been spoiled in this way and that's not a good thing right yeah um it, and it's, it's just nice to see it take a stance on that mm-hmm. yeah and it's it's also like expanding a bit on the like it's not just that she's spoiled and doesn't have to eat her carrots at home it's that because she says she doesn't like carrots they make sure that no that no carrots ever get served to her, and anyone who does get fucking fired and or tortured. Um, and then like no one ever and no one ever brings up carrots to her ever again because they're like, oh, she doesn't like that. We're just never going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. But in so doing, she doesn't learn about carrots and carrot farming, <laughs> or like carrot cooks or whatever. A lot of carrot based knowledge in this episode, and in and and she's like she's partially aware of this and. The fact that they're not telling her anything about a bunch of stuff is like, well, you're just treating me like a child. <laughs> it, it That's another thing I like, is that she is a child, but she's not stupid. Like, it's not that she is, like, completely, like, ignorant of everything. Sure. It's that she's ignorant of a lot of societal things because she grows up in this weird situation and is also very rich. So, like, she doesn't know a lot of basic things, but she's not, like, completely stupid to where she doesn't understand that things are being kept from her. And I like that. Mm. So we see her walking around uh, with her, like, big soul block, soul pressure blocking hat, and she trips and falls, and, you know, she's sad, she starts to cry. And then Orihime finds her, and I think it's really cute that... Ruri thought that she was like a noble princess because of the Hime in her name. Yeah. And uh, uh, Hime is like, oh no, that's just no, that's just my name. People just have You're names. Adorable. 
<laughs> it's like sometimes parents call their kid princess. Don't worry about it. Uh, they chat. Like, Ruricio explains the whole deal with the carrots. And Onihime is like, oh, well, yeah, it's they care a lot about you and they're being overprotective. I get it. And Richie's like, no, they, they, they're just, like, treating me like a little child. Like, they don't trust me for anything. And after a little bit more, she's like, Orihime, like, manages to convince her, like, no, no, they, you know, they might not be in the right, but also they're doing this because they uh, genuinely care for you. Um, so, you know, you want to may- maybe, like, think about the fact that you told you, you told them you hated them. Like, you know, maybe, maybe go fix that. <laughs> Uh, and at this point, a ninja happens. <laughs> a ninja does happen. And, like, he shows up, attacks, Orihime blocks it, and then he pulls out, like, this wicked, like, halberd thing that has the most disgusting, squelching integration with his arm. Yeah. Really does. I was like, damn, we just got out of the Arankar arc. <laughs> what are you doing here? Um... And its power is to, like, it shoots off blade beams, but then those beams turn into big, solid walls of rock. Which is a really cool power, honestly. Yeah, no, like, uh, we're two for two on, like, the cool powers list, honestly. Like, I liked the light power last week, Mm -hmm. well, last episode, so, yeah, no, we're two for two here. Yeah, so Rurichiro, like, starts panicking, she starts feeling guilty, uh, Orihime's having a hard time, because... She, yeah, she can block the she can block the beam uh, easily enough, but after she blocks it, it turns into a giant rock, and then she has to like push out of it, mm-hmm. or she'll get squished by her own shield. Yep. Oh, which I thought was it's a really good way to be like, hey, this power causes a problem for Orihime, and it's not just ah, it blew through her shield or whatever. Yeah, it, no, it, it's nice to see. It lets her be good at the thing that she's good at, and then show. Well, but she still has a hard time in this fight. Yeah. Um, just as, like, they get cornered, Orihime is, like, trying to... There's just, like, a ton of rocks that are crushing down on him, and Orihime is, like, starting to buckle, and uh, Rurichio, like, calls out for her attendants, and they show up, and they take the they take the weight of the mountain on their backs, and every, they manage everyone all manage to get out. And while they do that, Riku and Ichigo start fighting, and but as soon as they start fighting, they're like, ah, blade beams, we can block those with our swords. And then they turn into giant rocks and they're like, our swords are stuck in the stone. <laughs> this is a problem. So Kenryu decides it's his time to shine and he unleashes his Zambakuto, sprouting flowers on the enemy's weapons. Yep. Just gonna I- slow clap here. <laughs> He's just like, and by doing so, it makes their weapon ineffective. <laughs> I love it. I love the visual of this ninja assassin with a wicked halberd, like, attached to his arm, just sprouting a bunch of flowers, and he's, like, trying to shake them off. Yep. It, it is, uh, that old fucking Persona 4 comic by Hayam Daisy. Uh, it is the same energy as Nanamo being no fighting. <laughs> literally that <laughs> uh, so the two shinigamis are like alright well now that I guess if they've got that settled we're just gonna turn around and blow up these fucking rocks but in so doing the it blows away the pollen from Kenryu's sword which means now the assassins got everyone else at sword point <laughs> thankfully Kenryu's got a backup plan 
throw flower petals in his face, and run the fuck away. <laughs> like, it, the disadvantage lasted all of ten seconds before Kenryu is like, pocket sand. And leaves. And then it's like, alright, Ichigo can keep fighting now. It's ten out of ten. Love to see it. And I also really love to see the follow-up, because Ichigo is like, that's not a blade beam. Now this, this is a blade beam. Yep. <laughs> Uh, they win, the assassin commits suicide again, and then then they, they're like, alright, well, fuck. Fine, we'll just deal with that later. And Rurichi was like, she's mad that her attendants won't tell her anything, and then she notices how beat up they are. And, mm-hmm. you know, she is glad that, she, that they came to save her, she's glad for their service. And she even says, like, let's go back home, and don't worry, I won't leave any carrots behind. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to face those who raised me. I'm like, aw, sometimes the family is just a spoiled princess and her two dads. Yeah, yeah, A family can be this. I see no difference. Love is love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, then we see, like, a shot of the ninja leader, like, showing up at the site of the other ninja's death mm-hmm. and picking up the weapon he was using from the rubble. Which makes me wonder, was the Moonlight Blade also a separate weapon that remained after right i was curious about that as well um but then the next morning kenryu and enryu break into ichigo's window just she's gone again she's gone again like she's disappeared dun 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 we've done it we've we've completed the episode we have completed the episode and then in the post credits bit uh there's we're basically just continuing uh, the various members of the men's association, like, showing off their ideas for phones. So Kira's like, my version has manliness built in. It's a phone with a fox head uh, that slides, like, over the keys. And on the back of it, it has the sign for Company 3. And the phone is silver. And it extends three meters. <laughs> Reject. No, stop. <laughs> you gotta let him go. He abandoned you, Kira. <laughs> uh, Ukitake's phone has, like, I struggle to understand what it was supposed to be, honestly. It looks like it has, like, it's like a hands-free thing, and it's got water coming out of it and pills. And I, I think it's like a medical checkup station joke. Uh, but mostly, he's like, maybe we should focus on the non-manly aspects, and Tetsu's I'm on his fuck you, we are focusing on the manliness of the foe. <laughs> um, I, I love the men's association so much. <laughs> And then off screen, he's like, I'll have to show you all what true manliness is. And like Akon shows up, but he's he's wearing the outfit, but he doesn't have the glasses on. They're just like clipped to his uh to his papers. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, this is where they are. So I guess he had a he had a hard time like finding the meeting. Um uh, But just as the crew is saying, like, oh man, Tetsuzaimon, like your design is fucking great. This is rules. Akon just says, Oh, by the way, the women's soul reapers association, they cut our budget. Like to zero. Hmm. We don't have a budget anymore. <laughs> Rest in peace, the Shinigami Men's Association. <laughs> Shoutouts to a real one. Yeah, like, I really like, honestly, I really like pretty much this entire episode. Like, I, yeah. I really enjoyed the, the bits with uh, Rurichi. I, I enjoyed Ichigo, like, trying to, uh, like, try to point Rurichio in, like, a better direction. And I enjoyed the just them showing that, like, both sides between the Rudicio and the attendants are like, they're trying, they're trying, they care about each other, but also they're just like, not really understanding the position of the other side. 
Yeah, no, like, genuinely, like, with how the arc has gone thus far, I am extremely curious to find out, and I'm phrasing it this way specifically because I'm not going to be like, oh, it's going so well. Um, But, like, I am very curious to find out if this is just going to be, like, some weird hidden gem of an arc that nobody talks about, or if it is going to, like, all go to shit within, like, two weeks. I'm always ready for things to go to shit. Same. <laughs> it's Bleach cast. We're used to things going to shit for a while. Yeah, just enjoying the start of an arc. Yeah. Like, really... I'm like, man, why did I stop watching this? <laughs> I I do want to give a shout-out. I do not remember the Twitter user's name, but I do want to give a shout-out to somebody who, I guess, recently started making their way through the podcast and, like, added us on Twitter uh, and said they appreciated us covering the filler arcs because the Bount arc is their favorite one. And I I read that message, and I appreciate it. I, I do genuinely appreciate it, and I'm glad you enjoy that we cover the filler episodes. Could not be me on the Bount arc being my favorite, hmm. but I support you. And, <laughs> uh, like, that it is genuinely interesting to me. Uh, like, you do you. I, I'm glad you enjoy that arc as much as you do. I don't think it was as bad as some people made it out to be. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my main my main takeaway of that arc is definitely like it was so much better than everyone made it out to be, but also it wasn't particularly great because while we both came away with oh yeah this was a great this was actually pretty good it was a uh, surprising good I'm uh, I'm happy we went through the arc literally one episode later we're like oh my god bleach can be fucking good what is it? what is going on yeah it was pretty we got really Stockholm syndromed there by the bound arcs. God. Oh, fuck. Alas, though, like, yeah, no, like, really good episodes. Yeah, yeah. just really good episodes all, all along. Let's hope um, it continues. Yeah, let's hope. Let's hope. I, I will knock on wood. Um, yeah, let's hope. Uh, fingers that crossed. being said, you, what was that? I said fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah, truly. Uh, alas, though, you can find the show on Twitter at BleachCast, you can find me on Twitter at Lavender underscore Paws, and I stream on Twitch sometimes at Lavender Paws. And you can find me on Twitter at SSBSLJ. You can find me on Twitter at M-O-N-K-I-P-I-Q-U-I-N-N, that is Monkey Pie Quinn. We've done it, we've made it through another week. Uh, thank y'all again for your amazing patience. Uh, I realize we don't have a bajillion listeners or anything, but, like, the same solid 20 who listen to this show every week, like, I appreciate you for sticking with us through all the breaks and random shit, like, genuinely. Um, love y'all. Stay cool, Chads. Have a great week. Cripes. Bye bye Music